0: Disability Talks with Shane, talking all things disability.
1: Today I'm chatting with Eitan Myrovich, the President of Stars in the Moon All Abilities Jewish Theatre Group. Welcome to the podcast, Eitan. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Can you please tell us about Stars in the Moon and how it all came about?
0: For sure. So Stars the Moon is, um, it's a new all abilities theatre company that we've started this year. Um, essentially, um, I it's been like my dream to start a company like this ever since I came home from gap year, around four years ago. Um, and essentially, I was super involved in a youth movement for the past three years, um, so I didn't really have time, and then that all wrapped up, and I had some some time to give, so I kind of set about um, starting this company and I sat down with heaps of people, people with disabilities, people without disabilities, people's families, and I just went about asking kind of what would people like from a theatre company that would be able to include people with and without disabilities. So bit by bit, I chatted to people and and we built this thing Um, and what it has become is a production company that puts on um, an annual, like, large-scale musical Um, and in our cast, we have people with and without disabilities performing the roles, um, and we all perform
1: together, and that's what Stars and the Moon is. What age of people do you take on? So that is actually
0: an interesting question. Um, Originally, it was going to be an 18-plus kind of production, um, but it turned out that we... In, in the show we chose this year in called called, a I was actually a role for a little boy, um, you know, who's around 12. So we kind of opened that up. And then once we opened that up, we actually got some other high schoolers in um, to help us out. Um, so usually around 18 plus, but then, you know, if special exemptions need to be made, such will be made.
1: What sort of programs do you run? Yeah, that's a good question. So. We
0: run kind of the one, you know, pro program per year, um, and it is putting on the, the musical. So it's it's not like, um, you know, programs where it's like, hey, come to cooking class every week or something like that. We have um, so we have auditions at the start of the year. And everyone comes and they audition and then they get their role, um, and then we put out what's called a rehearsal schedule. Um, and in the rehearsal schedule, you know, different people come. Um, So we have three times a week there's rehearsals, but you might come you know, once a week, but someone else might be coming three times a week, depending on your role and depending on when we need you. Um, So we run rehearsals and rehearsals, you know, you come and you learn how to sing the songs, you learn how to do the dances, you learn um, where you need to stand on stage, what your character um, needs to look like. And then um, once that's all kind of ready, um, that's about three months of that. And once it's all kind of ready, we... Then move to the theatre and we put it onto stage.
1: What theatre do you use?
0: Another interesting question. So um, this year we were meant to have our show at the National Theatre in St Kilda, um, but it didn't. It didn't land up happening because of COVID. We had recently a showcase at um, the Space Dance Centre on Chapel Street, and next year we are going to the Alexander Theatre in Monash.
1: That would be good.
0: It will be good enough, you know, what's good about the theatre over there is they have um, really good disability access, so like wheelchair access and all of that kind of stuff. So it's gonna, the National Theatre is a really beautiful building, but it was built around like 100 years ago, so it was going to be a little bit of a challenge for some of our wheelchair users, so we're excited about the disability-friendly nature of the
1: venue. That's good. What makes stars and the moon different?
0: Yeah, so... You know, there's actually a lot of um, disability theatre companies out there and people who do, like, really wonderful, amazing work. But usually um, in the disability theatre space, it's only people with disability on stage. Um, you know, so you might come to a show and, you know, everyone on stage might have Down syndrome or, you know, everyone on stage might have some level of disability. And that's amazing. But what what we do is... it's we have people with disabilities and without disabilities on stage kind of sharing the spotlight together. Um, and that's why we call it stars and the moon because, you know, the, the night sky needs the, the beauty of the stars and the beauty of the moon. Even those, those two things are really different. So it needs both of those things and that's, that's our, our niche. Um, we put those two things together.
1: Can you share a story that stands out to you?
0: Yeah, um, just trying to pick the best one. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one that seems like a small story, but to me it was actually a really big story. In our show, we had blocks, um, and there were blocks that would come up maybe, you know, halfway to your knee, and, you know, at different times, people were standing on the blocks and sitting on the blocks and whatever, and we, um, we had a rehearsal, and you know, I had one of my actors, and I needed him to, to stand on the blocks at, at one point during the song, so so we did that, um, and you know I was a bit strict with him. I was like, hey, I, I need you to be on the block at, at this point in the song, and you can't be late, and you need to be on and da da da. And when his dad came and picked him up from rehearsals, and and the dad, his dad actually watched a little bit of rehearsals. His dad said, "How did you get him on the block? Like that is usually it would take him weeks, and he, like it, that's it would be a really big physical challenge for him, but you know." I, I turned to him and I said, well, you know, Tim, I didn't see this actor in terms of his, his physical challenges. It was just literally what I needed him to do for the state. And that's really, you know, I feel like that story um, encapsulates what we do at Southern and the Moon. We, we always say, you know, we say jump and they say how high. It's not about what, you know, it's not about what disability you have or what needs you have or what challenges you have. It's what role do we need you to perform in this show and how can you match that? And, um, you know, I think we've seen people achieve much more than maybe they would regularly achieve because of our high expectations, and we're really proud of that.
1: That's great. And another thing, what puts a smile on your dial?
0: What puts a smile on my dial? Puts a smile on my dial when we see a song come together. So, you know, it takes a while to get a song on stage. You've got to teach the singing, then you've got to teach the dancing, then you've got to put those two things together. And when it all comes together... And you can see, so we, we call our um, our pairings cast So usually it's someone with a disability and someone without. And when you can see that they are working together so well, and they you know look at each other on stage and they can see they, they're trusting each other, and t- together they are you know so much more than one person could ever play that role. And there's just so much joy on stage that that puts a smile on my down.
1: Have any of your performance gone on to further with the acting career?
0: So, you know what, that's that's an absolute dream of mine. Um, Stars in the Moon is actually in its first year. So, you know, this, right, right now it's this Friday, last Sunday, we put on our first ever live performance, um, which, you know, for a lot of people was the, the first, either their first time on stage or the first time that they were on stage since high school. So, um, you know, I'm really hoping that people come and see these shows and say, wow, that's an amazing actor. I need him or her in my show, you know, in my professional production of whatever. Um, so it hasn't happened yet, but I can definitely see that happening in the future.
1: Can you tell us about Seussical?
0: I can. Do you know the Dr. Seuss book? Yes, I do. Yeah? Well, what? Do you like them or not?
1: Not really. I'm not really a reader.
0: No, You're not a reader. Fair enough. Well, this show is for readers and non-readers alike. It um, takes all of the characters from the Dr. Seuss story and puts them together in one massive story. Um, so, you know, the cat in the hat is narrating and Horton the elephant is there and Maisie Bird, and, and all of these different characters, but it, it's kind of one massive storyline. Um, but really at the heart of it is um, it, it's this huge elephant and he's trying to save a world that's on a tiny speck of dust. And the whole time he says, you know, a person is a person no matter how small. And that, that line and that motto really translates to, to what we're doing at Stars and the Moon, you know. Like a, a person is a person no matter, you know, what, what challenges they might have, no matter what their needs are. A person is a person and they deserve, they des- they deserve not only what everyone else gets, but they deserve the best. And, and that, you know, so that's kind of why we chose that storyline to be at, for our first show.
1: How how do people find you in, if they like to know more or get involved? Good question. Have you got Facebook? Yes, I have.
0: Yes, yeah, so we're on Facebook. Um, if you search up Stars on the Moon, we've got a page there. Have you got Instagram? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for people who are, you know, we, we usually find younger people don't have Facebook, but um, they have Instagram. So people you look Instagram, we're on Instagram. And then we also have just a classic website, Um and all of our information is across those three platforms. Um, but what we're trying to get people to do is sign up to our mailing list so that they can be the first to know about things like auditions and tickets and all that kind of stuff.
1: What do the tickets normally cost for a show?
0: So this year, um, if you would have come to the show, it would have been a $35 ticket. Um and I reckon we might be looking at the same next
1: year. I'd like to catch up with you when you do your next. Before you do your show, show to promote your next one, if I could.
0: Absolutely, um, I'm having a great time on the podcast. I'd love to be back. What show do you reckon we should do?
1: One of the old Harry Potter ones, or something like that.
0: The Harry. You know what? That would be amazing, but that, I don't know if I'm that talented to put on that level of magic. Have you gone to see that show, the Harry Potter one in Melbourne? Not yet. Not yet. Or Frozen. Very good. Frozen. I reckon Frozen is a, is a really great idea as well.
1: Thanks very much for joining me on the podcast, Aiton. I look forward to catching a show soon. Break a leg.
0: Thank you. Can I add one more thing?
1: Yes, you can.
0: So we are in the middle right now of putting together our 2022 season. Um, And that means that, you know, pretty soon we're going to open up auditions. Um, So we would love for our father and family to grow. So, you know, people with disabilities or without disabilities are interested in joining this project. um, There's going to be an expression of interest form on our website. So people should definitely head on over to our website or let us know that they're interested because, yeah, we would love for more people to... Get the opportunities so that we were able to give to the people in
1: twenty twenty one. That's great, great news. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Thank you.
2: What do you do if you ask someone, are you okay? And they say no. Any ideas? <clears throat> Anything? There's more to say after Are You OK? Learn how to keep the conversation going at are
1: have you ever wondered how voice actors got their start? My guest today is Jordan Grenfell, who is just starting off in the voice acting industry. Welcome to the podcast, Jordan. Thank you for having me, Shane. Pleasure to be part of it. Thank you. First, Jordan, are you happy to share your disability with me?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable about it. Um, so... I was born on the 19th of April of 2001, and around the age of three, so I'd say maybe around 2004, I think, I was diagnosed with um, autism. So at random times in my life, I used to have um, random outbursts of emotions, whether it's just randomly bursting out into tears or getting really angry about stuff. As I got older and more tests, well, I took more tests, I realized I had a bit of a learning disability as well as social anxiety. So it would be difficult for me to approach certain people like to talk or start a conversation as well as it was difficult for me to learn certain like subjects or just certain matters entirely. It was um, growing up it was i wouldn't say it affected me as much as when i was a kid because i didn't know exactly what it was but as i got older i started to realize what kind of an impact it actually had on me mentally and emotionally but thanks to some um well just thanks to just growing up in itself i learned certain ways on how to cope with it. So yeah, it's really, it's really a confusing thing when I think about like my disability, because most, most of the times when I show up or talk to someone, I present my, I kind of look like I'm just a normal average everyday person. and and I think that's what most interesting. Well, I don't, mean interesting as in like the fun kind of way I mean as in like how people would probably view you if you just had like a normal like mental disability in itself because you always look normal on the outside but it's always on what the inside like what goes off in your head is what really makes me wonder sometimes but yeah my disabilities were difficult to deal with at times but thanks to an understanding family and a couple of good friends, I was able to work through it.
1: Okay. On to some fun questions to lighten the, the mood. If you could jump into the time machine, would you go back in time or forward in time and why?
2: Oh, that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one. Um, I would say just because of everything that has happened, like, last year and this year and i'm a little bit scared of what could happen in the future i'd probably jump back into the past because like the years like 2009 and 10 and those were like the year of like just having a good time really good music as well which is um which is very rare nowadays which is um i miss the old days where those old pop songs were like everything. Nowadays, it's just ugh. so. Yeah, I probably go back to the past.
1: I would too. If you could start in a film, who would you? Who would your character be? Oh,
2: oh, that's a that's another tricky one. Um, well, <laughs> I'd have to think of this from. A point of like what I grew up with as a kid. Because I remember I've watched a lot of movies back in the day. There was, um, there was Lord of the Rings, there was Star Wars, there was Spider Man, there was Superman, there was Batman. I say, considering how much I probably did like. Research. I'd probably say maybe, probably Superman a Superman movie and just play him.
1: That'd be fun. Um,
2: with all the powers that Superman has—heat vision, near vulnerability, super speed, super strength, X-ray vision, freeze breath—that's that's a lot of powers. Imagine what one could do with that much. That'd be awesome. It just would be discover it for myself. Yeah.
1: If you uh, if you are at a karaoke bar and I nice threw you the microphone. What song would you sing?
2: Hmm. Probably, um, We Are by a Japanese band called 1 OK Rock. They, um, they like to, um, in their lyrics, they like to emphasize it on, um, working together and, um, like, saying no to all the heysayers and all that, they kind of try to push people down, they kind of rise up and basically overthrow all those um those words and those um basically it's a up there an uplifting um group with a lot of um very important messages in the song so I'd probably say we are by one okay rock.
1: Okay. And and a real tough question Hey, Jordan, does pineapple go on pizza?
2: Um, Honestly, that's up to the individual who's eating the pizza. I mean, personally, I'm not really a big fan of pineapple, but there are other people that are probably listening to the podcast who probably love pineapple. And so it's honestly up to them. So I can't say yes or no.
1: I couldn't either. Okay, on this tough, on the tough stuff now, you are very talented in voice acting. How did that start?
2: Um, well, as a kid, I always had an interest in, um, well, just like characters in general, whether it's anim- CGI um, characters from movies, um... Animated characters, cartoon characters, video game characters. I always found myself, whether me knowing it or not, I would always try to um, mimic the um the voices of the characters in my free time, and it just kind of um took off around um 2017. I was watching YouTube and um. I was watching this series on YouTube called Z-Star Academy, which is basically a um roleplay series um, based on some of the events of the anime Dragon Ball Z. It was fan made, obviously. Um, after that, I contacted um, the guy that created it and asked if I could be a part of it. After that, he ran me through a audition process after, um, i auditioned he said okay you're a part of the um the series and um after that it kind of just took off but i'm still like a beginner i have yet to be in um major major shows so i have just started off as like part of a small part-time youtube series i was also um interested in acting well basically just entertaining people at a very young age and um I kind of realized my love for um, voice acting in general when I started um, in the series. So going into that, I realized this is actually very, very fun. I wonder if this is actually a career path where one could do this. And, so like, and when I found out that it was, I was like, oh, sweet. Maybe I'll just do that as a job. And I, and I kind of just stuck with that for the last, I think, Well, I wanted to do it since I was 16, so let's see, 17, 18, 19, so I've been been wanting to do that for the past four years now, and um, ever since that moment, I've just been researching and just getting the proper equipment to do voice acting, so yeah, it kind of started off like that.
1: Can you give me a couple examples of your voice acting?
2: Um. My earliest um um start in like either mimicry or voice acting itself would have to be Gollum from Lord of the Rings. It was just... a <laughs> But um after that I started to watch more anime and learn more about the culture and all that and um there are there are a lot of um uh there are a lot of certain voices I could probably I Pull from my repertoire, like the deep, dark, antagonist kind of like voice, and then there's this kind of soft British character who um who's around there, and then very rarely the Irishman he he really rarely comes out. It's um, it's, but yeah, it's mainly just a lot of um, just learning from um either meeting certain people or given a character and a bit more of a context of who the character is. It's um it's basically just random voices that I can come up with in my mind because I'm always thinking about what kind of funny voices can I do. And I was literally stuck like this or stuff like this <laughs> or or stuff like just normal me. So it's very random.
1: I've late writer from radio voice recently. What was that like and how did it help you?
2: Uh yeah, yeah, Radio Voice. Um I personally when um during um the um I think it was like this year during um the extra part of like when lockdown started to begin again um I from um someone I forgot who it was I was Me and my um, mom and my dad, we had gotten um, um, some information about um, dads and um, radio voice in general. And um, this was, I think, a few months after I did my play um, with Bat Theater. I had just come up um, acting as Bruno Jenkins in the um, play The Witches that was made by Roe Dahl. Um, so after that, I got, um, given the opportunity and, um, yeah, it was, Radio Voice was a lot of fun and it helped me, um, realize a lot more, like, there's a lot more, um, technological, um, stuff involved, which after, um, a certain amount of, um, time, it was starting to become a lot more clear of, like, what I needed to do, what kind of softwares I needed to use, how difficult it is to actually edit something. Because I remember when we were doing my voice demo and I remember there were certain parts of times I was so giddy, I was so excited. And then there were other times where like I couldn't believe that I was actually like getting the chance to like do something like this. It was it was a very rare opportunity and I'm very glad that um I got to be a part of it because in doing it i kind of i learned a lot more about like how many more voices i could do and learning to push outside my own comfort zone um in terms of like doing other voices like whether high pitch or um a lower pitch type of way so it was really fun and i really enjoyed each and every single moment of um being in radio voice and i'm I'm just glad to have been a part of it and like it's history and all that.
1: So did I. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it myself. What are you hoping to do with your career as a voice actor?
2: Um, with that, with my career, I, as, like, I just want to um make it entertaining for people. I want to voice in like, um, anime, cartoons, and video games and all that, but I kind of, and in my own way, I want to kind of spread a message, like it doesn't matter, like everyone has a voice, everyone has their own unique way of acting and their own, like, voice and I remember, um I don't remember who the person was, but um every anyone can do a certain type of voice, but only you can voice have that specific voice that only you are capable of doing. No one else is capable of doing that. And, um, so I thought about it like that and spreading that, um, and I kind of want to spread that word out. Is like anyone can be, um, an actor, a voice actor, like they can be anything as long as you are willing to, um, Stay focused on that path and don't let anyone deteriorate you from it. Um, anything is possible with enough time and as long as you know that there are people supporting you. Um, you can do anything.
1: Finally, do you have any advice for aspiring voice actors?
2: Um, uh, I do have a couple of advice. Um, when you're starting off, with um, voice acting, I a lot of people uh, have said this before, but after doing it myself for a bit, and um, just go to um, go to watch some um, plays, um, or go and try and star in a play if you can. That's mainly the number one thing because people think that voice acting and acting are separate things. Like with um, acting, you're you're actually there. You've got to um, actually do the action. you got to do the sequences and everything. Some people say that uh, voice acting is just you stand in front of a microphone and realign. No, it's not like that at all. Voice acting and acting, they, they have a lot tied together, especially in terms of like when you're playing a character. For me, for me personally, when I'm given a character and when I'm given a script, I imagine myself in the mindset of that character i try to envision putting myself in their shoes how would they act how would their voice be how would they deal with this situation so it all depends on like um just the script that you're given and everything also don't be afraid to do weird voices like don't be afraid to try a high-pitched voice or a low-pitched voice. Um, if anything, if you can do a high pitch and a low pitch, then I then you then you're fine. Then you've got then you've got um, more variety and more um stuff to add to your repertoire. Um, there's also um when you're um starting off, don't be afraid to record your voice. So that way, you can listen back to it and you're like, okay, so that's what I sounded like. Maybe if I did this or this a little bit differently. So you can use some um, old recordings that you've done as feedback. So don't be afraid to um either take feedback from either yourself or someone else, because if anything, feedback is the key. Feedback is the thing that helps you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It helps you, um, learn more. It helps you, um, improve your voice acting. It, um, it helps you um, get a better understanding of like what you could either do differently or add to it next time. So that's kind of my advice. Um, watch others, um, learn from other people, like learn from other people's voices, um, and just make your own voice. Um, just try your own um, impressions or voices of certain characters, and um, yeah, just let it take off sprout your wings and fly and
1: see what happens thanks very much jordan for joining me on the podcast today i look forward to following your progress soon oh thank you for having me it's a pleasure
2: to be a part of it i hope um, the rest of your po- podcast goes just as well
1: what a good chat that was say with jordan who's a voice actor from disability talk ciao for now
0: that was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us alike on socials.